0: Question about it. I am ready to get hurt
1: again. Ah, what a week it's been. Episode number seven of Batter Nets fans. And I'm not gonna lie to you, seven episodes in. I didn't think we were gonna be where we're at right now. But yeah. thank you again for joining me, solo. How you been?
0: Um, I've been good and thank you. I didn't see this at all either. You know, I I see myself as having a vivid imagination, you know. I've seen maybe. A crazy trade could happen, or you know, maybe even a winning streak. But where we are right now, it's just been, it's just been more of the same. After the past few years, it's just headlines and losing, and you know, and some small W's here and there. But it's definitely True. been an True. emotional
1: roller coaster, man. Well, I mean, let's see. It's bad when you know that Ben Simmons lack of offensive prowess is like the fifth most interesting story on the team. Right. (laughs) That's when, you know, things are bad because I thought that that would be like center of attention, but like nobody's even thinking about that right now. And we're going to get into that later, but the elephant in the room, I feel like it's, it's almost irresponsible to get a Nets podcast going without addressing what's been going on over the last week. Obviously the Kyrie, the posting, I have my thoughts on it, but I know that you've had some strong thoughts on it also. So I'm gonna let you have the floor for a second and then yeah. we'll go back and forth, I guess, in a sec. Definitely. Um, this whole
0: Kyrie situation is a situation that I think has been really sensationalized to a point where I, I, I just always see the situation as human situations. I run into people of all different weird beliefs all the time. And, you know, part of functioning throughout society Is managing that, you know, and I I see some some people approach this Kyrie situation as like you know if if lynchings were were legal they'd be all for it and I feel like we have to really sometimes people say dumb shit and it it is what it is we've all been there and I I understand. You know, that, but no, documentary but, but let me let me just you off anti-Semitism. But, yo, we we, we got to just say that's some dumb shit and stop treating it like he's really perpetuating
1: violence against Jewish people. I don't see it that way, personally. But like you said, the whole lynching thing, for example, right, that mm-hmm. example you gave, if somebody were to say that, you know that they're an idiot, whatever. But yeah. if that person was a celebrity that influences 40 million kids that follow them on social media and they post a video or a movie that promotes it, wouldn't that be taken a little bit more seriously than kind of just dismissing them? Because that person has influence over these people. Like one way or another. Because what frustrated me about Kyrie is when he first put that story up, I thought to myself, I honestly didn't even look into it. I didn't read the mm-hmm. book, I didn't look to see what the movie was about. It was like Kyrie just posting another dumbass thing. But then when everybody started paying attention to it and bringing it up, I thought to myself, what exactly is this? And then I started looking into it and all the anti-Semitism that was correlated with it and all Mm -hmm. that. And I was like, okay, so maybe he did it. Because when I think of Kyrie, I think he might believe that he's smarter than he actually is. I really believe Mm -hmm. that, you know, and that's my opinion. But when he had the chance in that press conference on Saturday to say, you know what? I don't associate my – I I wasn't trying to promote that video or – I didn't watch it, which I, I'm not even sure if he really did. Mm-hmm. I, I I condemn anti-Semitism. That wasn't what I agreed with in the film. He had an, uh, an opportunity to kind of break down what it was or the reason that he put that picture up, that link up. Mm-hmm. But for him to say, I wasn't promoting it, I thought it was almost ignorant.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, how do you think that that's not... He's a celebrity. He knows what sponsorships are on social media. That's the world we live in right now. Yeah, People get paid. When you're a celebrity, you get paid to post a picture. You literally just post a picture of a product and you get paid for it because that's a sponsorship. That's a promotion. He knows that that's how it works. Like for him to go there and say, oh, I that wasn't a promotion. I was just posting a picture. I thought that was stupid. So yeah. at that point, when he dug his heels in, instead of kind of having a conversation, that's the point where he lost me. And I was like, you know what? I'm not with it. I can't I can't defend this guy anymore. Yeah. He's become like a petulant child.
0: I I hear you. And I want to go back to your question about if someone used, you know, a lynching example or a a, a racial example. And I'll give you a couple examples. Justin Bieber had a video of him saying the hard hard R over and over and over again, became a superstar. Donald Trump multiple racial anti-immigration statements became the president. We got to stop acting like we live in a place where saying nice things gets you further in the world. Like we hear ignorant, we hear dumb things constantly, bro. And I understand. And I, I, I've I, met some black Israelites. Sometimes you meet somebody with some beliefs and you're like, yo, the shit you believe is out of this world. But you, I personally keep it moving. I feel like yes, Kyrie's a celebrity, and yes, he does a lot of sponsorships. But sometimes Bro uses social media like he's a regular person. Sometimes these dudes do regular person things, um, maybe forgetting that a spotlight is on them constantly. And I, I kind of believe you. He probably didn't watch the movie. But Kyrie, like a lot of black people, uh, have this thing where they, they just support everything black. If something's pro-black, they are promoting that shit. And you know, I'm a person who is not super religious in the first place. I I, I grew up kind of in, in the church and a lot of it was like, yo, this is anti that person, this is anti that person, this is anti that person. So it to me, it's not any different than what black Israelites believe. and it, I, I took it just personally. And, I, and, I, and and I agree if you offend somebody, you should definitely do some self-reflecting. And you should figure out why it offends people. And you should generally apologize to the people you hurt. But I don't think he's a bad person. He's been compared to Jeffrey Dahmer. He's been uh,
1: compared to fucking Robert Sarver. Like, come on, bro. Come
0: well, I, on. I haven't heard those
1: comparisons. I haven't heard those comparisons. And to your example of Justin Beaver and Donald Trump, I don't know those particular, particular situations. Mm-hmm. I would assume because they still became president, they still became celebrity, at some point they apologized. I think the issue began with Kyrie that Saturday night, that press conference when he pushed back, mm-hmm. right? Because that was his opportunity to admit, I was wrong for doing that. I messed up. And if he would have done that, although it still would have been kind of a stain for, for posting it to begin with, for just being ignorant and posting it, the fact that you kind of, kind of dug your heels in and you stuck with that, it almost – that's why they started calling him an anti-Semite because – Everybody was telling him, hey, these are the views that this movie brings. And he had no point that he say, yeah, I messed up. He said, I didn't promote it. And it's almost like you were waiting for him to apologize or for him to kind of give a reasoning as to why he did what he did and why it's okay. But he didn't. He had his opportunity. And it's, it's made this team almost exhausting to cheer for because it's become everything but basketball on top of the fact that on the court they're playing like shit. So it's become... If they weren't exhausting. playing like shit, though, would it be as exhausting? It, I mean, it would still be exhausting. But yeah, I'm sure it wouldn't be as exhausting. But okay, so it's even like affecting them on the magnified court. Magnified a little bit? No. You know, If the, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the media and on the radio completely bashing the Nets, right? Of course. With, and I, I think it's all, all, all deserved. OK, mm-hmm. but if he if they play for the Knicks, is this at all? It's, it's still it, they will still get the same backlash, yeah. but I feel like Knicks fans on Twitter, right? Not the celebrities, not the media, just the mm-hmm. regular fans that are really like bashing on the Nets. Are they kind of like forgiving Kyrie? Like I've seen some Nets of course fans. They do. are. So I, think they are. I feel like I've seen some regular Nets fans, like not the media, mm-hmm. not, not, I'm talking about those regular trolls that they're like, oh, you guys should, you know, be banished from the league and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Are they kind of supporting the Knicks? If this is the Knicks,
0: I think some people are, you know, I think just like some people still support Kanye. Some people still support, you know, when, when a statement like that is made, there's, there's always a line. There's always a line drawn. And some people are on both sides. Some people are in the middle. And at, at, at the end of the day, there are going to be some bias if they're associated with your team. If there's somebody you already like. Me personally, you know, I don't I, I, don't join the lynch mob when anybody does anything stupid in the N- NBA. I let all that shit get, get handled in-house. You know, people make mistakes. And I'll call you an idiot for the mistake you made. But at the end of the day, I still got to go to work tomorrow, dog. I still got to make sure, you know... M- My son is a functional member of society. I, I, I have. I'm not sinless enough to be judging everybody, bro. Like, if there was a a a a magnifying glass on my life, there are times people will say this guy is crazy. People already say that anyways. So it's just it's just hard for me to really condemn human beings living through a human experience where you know trial and error is is part of it. And I know you expected people expected apology from Kyrie. I personally don't watch many of the press conferences and but I but I did see those clips and some of it feels like just Kyrie being anti-media as usual and maybe some of that stubbornness of him not liking Nick Fordell in the first place could probably influence his his tone a little bit. I don't think it's a personal attack on Jewish people or or their faith at all. I feel like it's, you know, at the end of the day situations like this always come from misinformation, bro. They always come from misinformation. They always come from some trivial shit that happened. And I'm I'm anti-violence. If he assaulted somebody, I'm with that. I'm anti-sexual misconduct. I'm anti things that, you know, will personally affect somebody's individual livelihood. But blanket statements that end up being ignorant to me are just ignorant. I, I can't see myself being that angry. And but. that goes for, you know... Any kind of uh ignorant statements made by anybody,
1: but when you and again, he said 20 minutes before we started recording, they finally released a statement. Kyrie apologized, he said, I am aware of the negative impact of my post towards the Jewish community and I take responsibility. So mm-hmm. he finally took responsibility. He should have done this on Saturday night, but he finally did. It. But before this statement, mm-hmm a little party who doesn't see that maybe some of these people that are Kanye fans, right? Cause Kanye mm-hmm. has an influence over some young people, right? Not yeah. all of them, but some young people. Yeah. And if you have Kyrie Irving, one of the most popular NBA players to the, to the youth also, and he's saying these things or promoting these things, whether it be uh, on purpose or not, he's promoting these things and then Kanye is constantly saying these things. You don't think that that kind of builds like uh a thought process in these young kids to maybe follow these thoughts and these videos and kind of, it it like gives them tunnel vision to maybe be anti-Semites in the future or now. I personally don't, you know, I personally
0: get more offended by athletes or celebrities doing liquor ads selling Hennessy. I selling fast food. Like, bro, honestly, honestly, people should watch the the, video, the community to see how fucking stupid it is. I'm a firm believer really that, bad. that we only should heard clips. digest the um the, the this content so we can say, yo, this is wrong. Should we someone should break down a documentary for Kyrie and say, look, this part is fucking stupid. This part is stupid. This part makes no sense. I, you know, there are people who are success, susceptible, even kids, whether it be to music, whether it be to celebrities, whether it be to wh- whatever it is. And I think you know, it takes a village to raise the children to learn how to navigate this world because it is tricky, especially with the internet, especially with people claiming that this thing is true. And this thing is true. And this thing is true. Like Kyrie probably generally believes that black people are the original Israelites. I have no way to disprove that. I also don't believe that, but that's the the whole different conversation that, you know, more religious people have. And to me, it's just too exhausting. Now, you know, I do think, you know, the influence of a celebrity is very tricky, but it's also irresponsible to put that responsibility on one individual to say,
1: like, you are going to make people bad. Like, I just I just don't believe no, that. No, I, I, I don't think anybody says that, but people want him to be more aware. And I think if this is somebody else, it doesn't get the attention that it has, but because of Kyrie's history of being woke and calling the media peons and things like this, it it's like there's one thing that you can never get back, and that's your reputation. He's built his yeah. reputation, and it's very hard to fix. So all of this gets... Um, amplified. Amplified. It gets amplified because of who he is. Yeah. And that, again, That's not genuine it's, to me, though. It's like, it's, what isn't genuine? I feel like... Anybody
0: saying the same remark should get the same amount of backlash, especially from the the Jewish community. If just because Kyrie doesn't like you doesn't mean you push this story ten times harder.
1: That becomes um well again, that, but 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 again, that that's my that's my opinion on it. I don't know if yeah, of course I, I haven't seen anybody else do anything like this, so I couldn't speak to it. But yeah. I would assume that Kyrie gets a little bit more backlash because of yeah, who he and is. I think you're because right. Everybody's tired of his I shit. Right. I'm tired of his shit. I used to defend him. To no end. And I'm tired of defending him. At this point, I'm like, you know what, Kyrie? Do you. Do you. And and next year, you'll probably be a Laker, so I I don't have to deal with you anymore. We could talk
0: about that, but I don't think uh, he's going to be a Laker anymore. That's just me personally. You know what?
1: I I don't know where he's going to be next year because at this point, we said he was supposed to be on his best behavior this year. And we both agreed he's going to be on his best behavior because he needs to get that mass contract. But I, I have now come to realize he can't get out of his own way. He cannot. Avoid I disagree,
0: though, because besides How game do you one, disagree with that. Besides
1: basketball
0: wise, besides game oh. one in the most recent game, averaging thirty points a game, like. But I feel but like his problem isn't on the court. His problem's off the court. He and he's can't showing get out his own way. He's showing up to games. I I feel like that the outrage of the issue is what the issue is. If you know. The, the the media is cool and it's entertaining and all that. But if if we didn't have a million articles about something, I don't think that many people would give a shit. There would be pockets of people that care, but there are genuinely offended people. And and to those people, I'm sure he apologizes. But there are also some fake, outrage, performative people who just want likes and interactions or yeah, you know, interactions in general. I don't I I think this is something that we could just, you know get through. But I'm, I'm a person that has seen a lot of people get through tough things. And this just seems like, um, first world
1: problems to me, buddy. Look, I'm not Jewish. I have Jewish Mm -hmm. friends. My boss is Jewish. I'm good friends with him. And these people, no, they're, they're not ready to, to get picket signs and drive up to Barclays and march in front of Barclays, but they are offended. They're offended that he gets to say or promote this and that nothing happens because It was, uh, was it the Sacramento Kings announcer? Didn't he say, was it like a, was it a racial slur or a sexual? He said something and and he said, I forgot what it was that he said, but he got fired soon thereafter because of a comment he made. Kyrie came and promoted this and the promotion that he's, that this video has is, you know, anti-Semite supposedly at the Holocaust was fake and all this other stuff. And people are offended because he said this and there was no repercussions. And I think that's where the issue basically lands. On Saturday, he didn't defend himself, and the NBA hasn't done anything about it, neither have the Nets. And, yeah, and that's I have where, a, it, where it lies.
0: I, I have an issue with people comparing terrible things people have said. You know, this Kings announcer, uh, Miles Leonard, who used a slur against the Jewish people. I don't find it comparable to him posting that link because I don't know. I know you're, you're, you're from New York, right? Yes, sir, from Brooklyn. You have never interacted with a black Israelite. These dudes be on the corner all hours of the day, every day. Every day. I've heard them.
1: I've heard them. And I feel like um, But you know what? Their platform is the people standing around them. Kyrie has a platform of millions of people on social media, so it's different. I get it. I get it. But if he was, you know, I feel like verbally
0: saying something like Miles Leonard or that King's announcer or doing something like Robert Sarver, it to me is much more vile and evil than him posting what a lot of black people think is black history bro they think it's the real black history because black people don't have a real history like i've seen that from the get i'm like damn these black israelites really want to belong to something because their history was burned to the ground the first thing they say to you is what nationality are you when they see you what nationality are you Because they say you don't actually have one because you were took here on a slave ship. That's how they reel people in because black people can. It's hard for them to identify where they actually come from. So I personally come from a point of compassion when it comes to any black person who adopts, you know, uh, the black Israelite stuff, the Hotep stuff, because they're or, or you know being super pro-African because they're trying to find an identity. And you just, I don't know the
1: specifics. I hate talking about this documentary because I don't know the specifics about well, it. Me either. I, I, I considered watching it. And I was yeah. trying to find it for free because it costs $50. And no way me I'm not paying $50. it. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> not not, paying and, it and it's not even because I don't want to pay the $50. It's because Kyrie, like I said, when you promote something, you're making that person money, right? That's why you get paid yeah. for sponsorships. I'm sure people have paid it because they're curious. So he's made whoever that is that made that movie money. So I didn't want to contribute to that. And I probably wouldn't pay $50 for a video anyway, but I wasn't going to contribute that. And I never considered contributing to that. So I'm like you, I'm a little clueless. I only know the exverse that people have said and people, what people have been talking about since then. But like you said, he didn't literally say anything. And I understand that point, but a picture is worth a thousand words. If I were to have a platform, right, and I had millions of followers, which I don't. I don't even have a thousand. But if I had, let's say, a platform like that, and I post a picture of, like you said, earlier in the episode, a lynching, mm-hmm. I don't have to say anything. But I promise you, that'll that, that yeah, but have I think an impact. That's
0: more isolated than this entire documentary. If he just posted the excerpt that said the Holocaust wasn't real that would be a much different context than him posting the entire piece of cinema. Now I'm sure there, I mean, I don't think I'm gonna say I'm sure I have no idea what's in it, but Hey, there could be some black history that some people should probably know in this. I'm coming from a person who has no idea what it's about, but, uh, Again, I feel like, you know, comparing it to him to posting a picture of a lynching to me is a little bit wild, especially with the historical context of of race in general. I agree. Black people who distrust white people, they distrust white Jews as well. Jewish people are not exempt from the distrust black people have of white people. It's just the reality of historical context of this country. And... Sometimes that might make them, if if they want to say we're the real Jews, it's crazy as hell to me, especially. But hey, bro, what makes you a real Jew and that person a fake Jew? I personally have no idea because it's all faith based. It's literally all faith based. So it's it's hard for me to say, it's hard for me to hear people say, respect this religion, but think this one is super offensive and his livelihood should be taken away for even entertaining the idea. I'm sure it's bogus, but I think the Bible is bogus, bro. I'm sorry to offend anybody. I think the Quran is bogus, bro. I'm sorry to offend anybody. I'm not, I don't believe in religious texts. I'm very, very, um, I believe in academics. And to me, I think a lot of this stuff, it's just people wanting to be a part of something, whether it be the black Israelites or, or, or the Mormons. I believe a, a lot of those texts in there are anti-somebody. The Bible being anti-gay, the Bible having no woman perspectives, there's little things you can pick out of all these beliefs that have caused a lot of bloodshed over humanity and be like, yo, but this one, this one is extra crazy. Now I'm saying it again, without reading the documentary,
1: it could go super wild. I have no idea. I can't defend or argue any of those points because I don't have enough knowledge on any of those religions. So I I don't know if they are anti or or not. I was I'm just not aware. So I'm just gonna skip over that because I honestly don't know what to say to that. But I think that we could both more or less agree that on Saturday, Kyrie had his chance to say exactly what you've been saying. This documentary had a lot of things, and in his apology today or his statement, he said, I do not believe everything said in the documentary was true or reflects Mm -hmm. my morals and principles. If he would have came out and said that on Saturday, a lot of this would have gone away. It people might have still been upset, but I it would have gone away, the, bro. But it wouldn't have gotten to the level that it's been today. Like where we've been over the last couple of days, it would no way does it get to where it's at. Yeah, like, but I, think, I feel it, like it, you know the level
0: when this happened. That I said this before, I say, I say it a lot, but I get sports are a lot of people's life. But when I close my Twitter app or when I walk into a store, I'm gonna walk into my job literally not a single thing is affected by this. There's not groups of people having conversations about this. You know, it might be some water cooler conversation, but things aren't on fire. Like a lot of people think there are, I feel like, you know, social media has enhanced how terrible that your day is really going. And, you know, whether it's, you know, um, climate control and the world ending or this person is anti this or this person is canceled now it seems like there's a crisis going all the time and maybe i'm just you know irrationally confident but i'm just i feel good <laughs> I, I i feel okay you know maybe it's me uh looking at the situation like damn it sucks to it sucks to suck but you know i i believe that people should have the opportunity to bounce back uh i've been
1: I agree with that. Yeah. But I feel for some of the Jewish. And it takes time. Look, Brooklyn is is one. Th- I don't know. I'm, I'm sure in the United States, at least, it's the, the Jewish capital of the country. country. Th- there's no no place or in the country, I think, that have more Jewish mm-hmm. people than in Brooklyn. So I yeah. feel for those Jewish Brooklyn fans. Because right now, they're in a, a weird space where like you feel offended. But when he's on the court, if he scores a basket, you're like, okay, I'm happy that he scored the basket. But at the same time, he hasn't addressed this issue. So I feel for them, and I feel for the Jewish people that were offended. But again, he came out, he put out this statement, and now kind of put a bow on this. What do you think this statement does? Um, Do you think this kind of just, you know calms the flames a little bit, or, or how do you think this is going to go after that? I'll, I personally the statement.
0: with how the news cycle goes, I think the, the flames are going to calm regardless. The people that hated Kyrie are going to have more fuel to hate him. The people that love him are going to feel a bit conflicted. Uh, one of your issues is what is that he didn't come out fast enough and apologize. And if, from my perspective, the quicker the pilot that you apologize, the quicker you don't mean it. Cause it takes time to reflect. Like, it takes time for you to understand what you did wrong. Like wanting somebody to immediately, feel regret means that you want them to be performative because I'm we've all been children we, we all say sorry when we have to not when we want to or we think that we're actually sorry so you know you said he, he should have said what I came out and say it took me a couple days to really gather my thoughts about how I felt the situation I didn't come out right away on any side either I needed more information so I think um with 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 the news cycle, with seven-day, 24-hour news, seven-day sports shows, we need immediate responses just to be uh, gratified instantly. I think it's something that Kyrie needs to sit with. I think he needs to sit with some intellectuals, some academics, and really, really
1: learn from the situation. That takes more than two, three days. It takes a lifetime, really. Uh, Look, I I can agree with you to an extent. But on Saturday, it had already been a day or two since he posted it. And at that point, he had heard, hey, This video that you're promoting says that the Holocaust is fake. There's a lot of anti-Semitic themes in this movie. Like, he heard all of that. Oh, he had to be like, you know what? But that's not what I was posting. That's not what I agree with. You know, and and because of that, I don't agree that it would have taken him more than a few days to apologize. Because at that point, you're like, you know what? If I offended you, I'm sorry. And now, my last question to you is, Mm -hmm. do you think he meant this statement? Because I kind of feel like he was kind of forced into it. Because I don't think he... If he doesn't, he did, if on Saturday he felt the way he did, mm-hmm. and the way he's kind of dug his heels in, I really don't think that this he meant this. I kind of feel like he's just doing this because he knows he has to to kind of kind of get this to go away, so that mm-hmm. the media calms down for when Ime Udoka comes in, we can have a whole new circus start up. Yeah, I feel like he
0: he he, he is sorry genuinely to the people that it generally hurt, but I feel like he's not sorry to the people that were outraged in honor of the people that it hurt. Like he's not sorry to the verified checks on Twitter who, who attacked him relentlessly. He's not sorry to the fans of other teams who just want to see him lose. But I generally feel like any, any human being who has any ounce of decency, if you generally hurt somebody's feelings, you probably feel a little bad about it. So I do feel like, you know, I don't think Kyrie has any problems with any individual Jewish people. And I feel like, um, hopefully hopefully the, the with the with the amount of resources someone like him would have hopefully he heard different perspectives of different people and sat down and really reflected with himself i think that's the the only logical issue to do here but i do think a little bit of it was out of spite and to get people to get get off his back i think that's human nature because n- None of us want to be hate mobbed to death, no no, no matter what you did. You know, we, we all preach about mental health, but we got to stop this pitchfork shit unless it's for something violent. Then we should drag people out of their houses. But I feel like, you know, we got to we, we, we got to stop being because it's it's starting to look borderline violent to me. And violence only begets more violence. So I feel like well, Kyrie felt that resentment. When answering those
1: questions and just answered it with more resentment. And we're 30 minutes in, so we're gonna get off this Kyrie topic. <laughs> but I will but I will tell you that I do believe that him posting that could mm-hmm. incite violence in the future for people that have those beliefs. Because when you see a celebrity speaking up about that, and again, he didn't say anything, mm-hmm. but Kanye is saying it, and him posting it almost seems like he was co-signing it. It's almost like kind of like the Donald Trump thing. The Donald Trump thing, everybody felt like, okay. He's kind of saying these weird things, and people that were kind of feeling it but scared to say it are now coming on and saying it also. So it's kind of like that trickle effect. If he can say it, maybe it's safe for me to say it also or feel this way. So I think that that's the danger in that. But let's move on. That was enough Kyrie. Now let's move (laughs) on to the next drama-filled media session (sighs) that's going to be coming. It's reported that supposedly Ime Udoka is going to be signing with the Nets within the next 24 hours or so. He could join the team over the weekend on the West Coast road trip. So, we have another juicy media session because we haven't heard from him since the whole scandal and the suspension and everything. So, this will be the first time he gets to sit in front of a mic. Now, I think that this is a horrible PR move. Yeah, Optics are absolutely horrible, but basketball-wise, there is no better move. What do you think? Um, it, There couldn't be a...
0: Honestly, a worst move PR wise, unless you make Kyrie the head coach like this is <laughs> crazy. And it kind of shows how performative Joe Sy was with his tweet kind of condemning Kyrie. You, you condemn uh, somebody in an organization for not being professional. And then you hire one of the most unprofessional players uh coaches available for the job so it's a little bit weird from joe sign and nets situation i'm sure they probably had this plan and they were probably mad at kyrie for muddying the waters even more because th- th- this is probably the plan or at least in motion uh on paper for a while at least but I would, yeah I would basketball agree. wise basketball wise you could not get much better than than this the only thing I, I i i'm scared about is you know is he in the team strong enough to push through? Because right now, we're digging ourselves out of a hole. Can we dig ourselves out to even begin the the road to being a contender? We, we, we're, we're not even at the starting point, yet we're
1: below that. I think the only thing that would make this team more entertaining right now is if we sign Joshua Primo. <laughs> not nah, bro not yet that, that would no not yet we'll wait a, a couple weeks we'll let trade we'll that line trade love, trade man. The, all right <laughs> no he, he's a, he, he got released nobody signed him he's a free agent we could just pick him yeah. up he'll definitely have
0: a job uh, soon don't worry man
1: yeah i mean that's the way sports yeah. go right yep. um well my my problem with udoka right he's taking over for a team that obviously is in a big mess right we're in a big club. yep and last year, I'm trying to look it up right now. It was, what, January? In January, they were about 500. There was a point where they were 23 and 24 on January 21st. So they were mm-hmm. under 500 by one game. So it took him to game 48 when they finally made it to 500 to kind of get the ball rolling. Yeah. He doesn't have 48 games to get the ball rolling with this Brooklyn Nets team. Yeah, We need to get the ball rolling quickly. I don't know if he's going to be able to because I feel like people are like, oh, this is the perfect match. He'll get things going. But it took him half a season, more than half a season to get the ball rolling with the Boston Celtics. So what are we expecting if this guy comes in? Because, again, everybody's reporting that it's a done deal. But until it's official, it is unofficial. So yeah. what are you thinking?
0: Um, I'm thinking that he has a lot on his plate. I'm thinking that he doesn't have 48 games. But what he did in Boston is exceed expectations. If he can just reach the expectations in general with the Nets, I'm what not looking expectations? for expectations are um, having a roster that can't compete. I feel okay. like my, my, my expectations have lowered, especially when you know, you're losing, you make a coaching change. Uh, I am, am always championship or bust, but I also hate, when people are set up to fail, but I also love when they prevail through that regardless. So I think that yes, it's a messy situation, but it's always the plus. It's always a plus to be able to handle that with, you know, a top 10 player all the time. One of the best scorers all the time. You have two of the best shooters in the league. You have a, a deep white candidate. If he can get his mind, and his body rate, body, right. So he has the recipe, he just has to get through the noise. He's gonna have he's gonna have to answer a lot of questions about what happened in Boston. So we're, we're gonna have to deal with that to, to start off with. So it's gonna be a lot of um, can they block out the noise? Play defense. Buy into whatever Udoka's system is going to be. Build a roster that can compete, and and go from there. Because I'm not at this point. I'm not trying to be a one seed. I'm just trying to make it to, to the playoffs without Katie
1: requesting a trade, bro. Like, I think there's a chance that Katie asked to get out of here no matter what. But um, I going back to Udoka and his scandal or his suspension or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm still like, I, I want to know. And obviously it hasn't been reported yet. I've heard some people say that it's horrible. That's why he got suspended for a year. That's why Boston's letting him go because they wouldn't let go of this guy that changed the franchise around and took him to the finals and overachieved mm-hmm. if it wasn't bad. But all I've heard is that he had an affair with an employee yep. and it's against team policy. That's all I've heard. And if that's all it is, is it like, okay, yeah, maybe that's unprofessional, but is it unprofessional to the point where I don't want him coaching my team?
0: No. I don't think you know, so. Half
1: the, half the NBA players are having affairs. Probably more than half of them. Like, it's, is it really that big a deal? If that's the extent of what he did, I'm not worried about it. I understand that he brings some drama because he's suspended. His wife was a celebrity or a fiance or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It was a celebrity. So I guess that it brings some negative attention. But as far as him as a person, no. Good people do bad things, and that's okay. Like, he had an affair with a, a co-worker. I'm sure that happens all over the country. I'm sure people listening to this. Probably a lot of them have done the same also. Maybe they've gotten caught. Maybe Mm -hmm. they haven't. But it's not that. Like, it does change that he's not a bad person. He just did a bad thing. And I'm okay with him coming to the team. This I'm okay with. The Kyrie Irving thing bothers me more than what email. It sounds like you're
0: describing Kyrie to me, though. I like Ironically. Because I feel like, overall, Kyrie has done some really good things. Whether it's Donating money to George Floyd, whether it's paying WNBA salary, he's good like, he's people a do good, bad things. Good person, exactly. So I feel like you're describing Kyrie, and if you're willing to give Udoka a chance, you gotta give Kyrie a chance,
1: baby. No, well, no, I'm giving Kyrie plenty of chances, but the thing is, Udoka, all he did was go ahead and have a consensual affair, right? And a, a consensual relationship, like they were both into it. There were two faults here. I'm okay with that. What Kyrie did, you know, he's. It's, it's a little more... If Kyrie fucked uh, Joe wife, you, you would be okay with that? Or would it be Kyrie care. being dysfunctional? No, I wouldn't care.
0: No if way! With,
1: if Kyrie wants to have sex with the owner's wife, I wouldn't care. That's their business. Okay. okay. You I would care? It. No, I wouldn't care, but
0: I think the same people that care about everything else he does would care. And it'd be a huge I don't storyline. think it would be
1: that big... No, I don't think it would be that... I mean, obviously, it would be a big deal because, like I said before, in the beginning of this episode... Kyrie can't get out of his own way. The first season, he gets injured, refuses to go to the bubble. Second season, what was it? The, the January 6th, hurt his feelings. He left for two weeks. Mental break. That's fine. Needs a mental break. That's fine. But Thir- Third but, season. What do he lose from not going to the bubble, though? Like, there were a lot of regular folks who were anti-NBA starting as well. That, that's fine. And I'm okay with that. What I'm saying is that every year there's something, whether it be minor or major, Kyrie can't get out of his own way. There's always something like that's well, my I, point but for that one. I don't
0: think he was in his own way. I think he was looking out for himself. And I don't think that's always a bad thing.
1: I, he I don't told think he said that the NBA players boy got the bubble. But that's fine. What I'm saying is that it's always something whether yeah. you agree with it or not. It's always something. He can't shut the fuck up. Like just yeah. shut up. But why? Like,
0: I don't have an issue with him speaking. I don't have an issue with I, the questions. I don't have an issue with the backlash. I don't think he should shut up. I'm never going to shut up. I can't ask nobody to shut up, bro. That's just too too restricting for me. Like If he's beating on somebody, if he's robbing somebody, these are the kind of things I have issues with. But if somebody wants, wants to talk some shit, I never have an issue with. But you know bro. what's weird? Because
1: LeBron is somebody that always talks also. But I don't mind LeBron. LeBron he's I feel a bit more
0: like, m- media trained than Kyrie
1: though. Well then Kyrie should get media trained because I feel like I LeBron agree. speaks he speaks about a bunch of different matters and and people on Fox News are telling him to shut up and dribble and he's like no but there's the also way- some matters he won't speak on because of his image. The You've only seen that happen as well? The only the only one I remember him not speaking on is China. That's a the big only one. one. It it's is a big, big one. one. But that's the only one I've heard him not speak on. Everything else, he has an opinion for. I'm actually surprised he didn't come out and say, "Yo, Kyrie, come on!" Like, I, I feel for him. He, he should have apologized. Or Maybe he'll yeah, say because something. Because a ass would do some shit like that. Man. <laughs> but look, I'm okay with because Ky- LeBron is constantly speaking, and I'm okay with that. Just Kyrie, man. He just it's just something. I'm telling you, it's always something. And if it wouldn't have been this, something would have happened down the line. And before this occasion. I think even the episode I had with you a couple of weeks ago, I said, he's going to get it together. No, it, it was just a coincidence, right? He had those two weeks off. That's fine. The Vax thing, I think, is ridiculous because visiting players got to play. He didn't. It's not on him. But everybody's like, but it's going to be something. And I was like, no, it's not. This year is going to be fine. When this happened, I was like, everybody was right. Everybody was right. There's always something with this guy. And I can't I can't deny it anymore. long as he plays
0: the games, bro, then it's not anything to me. That's the look, only thing that matters to me. Because the biggest one last season was part-time Kyrie. It was availability is the best ability. And he's available now. You've got to give him some, some, some leeway to
1: say some dumb shit every now and again. Right? <laughs> I don't want to give him leeway. To available. Look, well, look, I'm going to root for number 11 on the court if it says Brooklyn mm-hmm. across the chest, whether it be Kyrie on the back or Brooke Lopez. It doesn't matter yep. to me. I'm rooting for the Brooklyn Nets. But it does rub me the wrong way that he's always getting into some shit. Always. Yeah, but anyway, but I don't, don't know support
0: you... his person. This is this is another thing. I'm a big put your money where your mouth is. If I hate what this person is saying, I'm not going to buy shit they promote. I'm not going to go see a movie that they're in. I'm not going to like their tweet because I think they're a dweeb. I'm a big supporter of ignoring somebody to death because, you know, we really keep people's names alive when we're constantly speaking on them. And sometimes there's a little pit in my mind that thinks, yo, what if this is this is the reason they're doing it? Because you know, outrage marketing is, is is a real thing. And as as long as those headlights are igniting fires, those people are going to be celebrities. So I I, I think if if a lot of if everybody hated Kyrie much as they say so, we would act like he doesn't exist. We wouldn't buy his jerseys.
1: We wouldn't being, do any of that. But being, a, but being a fan is a weird space, right? Because it's very, very Ray weird. Rice, Ray, Ray, Ray Rice could have gone back to the Ravens. A lot of people would have hated him and for him going back. But as soon as he scores a touchdown, they would have rooted for him. He didn't end up coming back. But if he would have, that would have happened. Look at the Browns. The Browns, I look, I've been hearing all day on WFAN about how the Nets are the most despicable organization in the <laughs> NBA. Kyrie, even though, to me, what he did was wrong, he didn't commit a crime. Yeah. KD, he asked for a trade. He didn't commit a crime. They're yeah. going to bring in a coach that had some controversy. He didn't commit a crime. You know who isn't being called the most despicable organization? The Browns. The Browns. They just signed a fully guaranteed contract to Deshaun Watson, who keeps having more lawsuits thrown his way. Mm-hmm. And they have fans showing up with signs saying that getting a massage isn- isn't illegal or some crap. And, Disgusting. Oh, not, to f- not to forget the fact that they signed Kareem Hunt after the Chiefs released him, after he had kicked the female in the face. But the Browns are like, we don't care, bring him on. Yeah. So the Browns, to me, are more despicable than the Brooklyn Nets. Right? There's a lot of other teams. Look at the commanders with their owner. Look at what he's been doing. So the Brooklyn Nets, everybody says that they don't have a fan base, that they're not relevant, but we can't seem to get out of everybody's fucking mouth. Everybody. It seems like we're a lot more relevant than everybody wants to admit.
0: And trust me, if we... You know, obviously, it's easy to say, yo, if that was me, I wouldn't be like that. But if we generally had a Deshaun Watson on our team, I would be sick to my damn stomach. If we generally had a Donald Sterling or a Robert Sarver owner, I would be sick to my stomach. If, I, if, if my, If my team had a history of racism like the Celtics and the Jazz, I would be sick to my stomach. Because those are the things that I think really ruin society. You know, I feel like Kyrie... I I personally am anti celebrity. I'm anti uh putting people on pedestals. To me, Kyrie is a human who did a dumb thing and people who do dumb things, I don't deserve to get jumped. I think they should be made fun of a little. I think they should be, you know, uh made aware of what they just did, but you know, you would think Kyrie and KD and Ben Simmons You know, beat somebody and committed a crime like Deshaun Watson the way they're talked about by the media. It's like what like like you said. It's like what they did was literal, literally criminal. And I bet you there are some people
1: who wish it was. Tyree Kill, when he had a chance to go to the Jets, I'm a Jets fan. I didn't Mm -hmm. want him. He punched his pregnant girl in the stomach. To me, yep. I don't want that guy. If he would have ended up on the Jets, would I have celebrated when he scored a touchdown? Yes. Being a fan is a weird space, and people that aren't sports fans don't really understand that. But it's it's a weird space. But I'm glad I didn't get him. And to me, the Browns are despicable. Uh, I got completely off topic when I started talking about <laughs> how people are calling the <laughs> Nets despicable. But anyway, um, so Ime Udoka, I think basketball-wise it's a great move. I mean, he was assistant coach with Greg Popovich on the Spurs for like seven years. He went he was an assistant coach with Philly, so he knows Ben Simmons well. He he had All Star Ben Simmons on his team. Yeah. So he knows Ben Simmons well. He coach knows KD, KD in the Olympics. He coached KD in the Olympics. He coached Patty. He, he's coached Patty with the Spurs. He was with the Nets in yep. that that year that we ha- that we should have won the championship. Right. That was the year that Steve Nash looked the best because he had D'Antoni and he had Udoka as assistant coaches. So he knows the staff. He knows a lot of the players. He's a good defensive mind, and I think. I don't know, but I think he has the respect of KD and Kyrie. So basketball-wise, on the court, I think this is a good move because I think this is the last-ditch effort. With all the drama that surrounds this team, I feel like everybody almost feels like we're at that point where maybe we should just blow it up. But this is that last-ditch effort. Let's bring this guy in and see if he could fix this. But if he can't, I think they're going to just blow it up. I I got a
0: question for you. If they blow it Uh up, are they blowing up? Ime too, is he gone too, or is he coaching the rebuild team?
1: I think he's coaching the rebuild team.
0: Interesting. I think the reason why, you know, pre coach Udoka, I thought we probably would and should blow it up if it doesn't work because one, I just wasn't down to doing unless he with Steve Nash. But I think uh, Katie got what he wanted, bro. This was Katie said, I will stay if you fire Steve Nash. And I feel like that was a bulk of the issue. I feel like before we blow it up, I feel like Sean Marks is next, baby. I feel like... um, I like Sean Marks, though. Why does everybody hate Sean Marks? I I think he's all right, too. But why don't we have a stretch five yet? Why is this roster still look how it does? I feel like if... Because stretch fives aren't easy to come by. Don't tell me Miles Turner. Don't tell me Miles Turner. I know you want to say Miles Turner. Don't say it. Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. Or (laughs) or you got to trade Ben Simmons then. You know, I uh you talked about it earlier i feel like you have to be able to recognize things early enough and not wait forever and then blame somebody on there i believe steve nash is garbage yes but he didn't have a lot to work with either katie and Kyrie don't have a lot to work with when it comes when it's come to teammates lately either so i feel like you know the roster construction is is on the GM. I feel like not firing Steve Nash in the summer and giving Ime Doka a time a training camp to, you know, get the chemistry and get the respect from the guys and put a system in place. I feel like it just shows irresponsibility, man. But, like you had but, a chance look, to do this.
1: We had this conversation a couple weeks ago and I and I asked you, "Do you think this is a championship roster?" And you looked at it up and down. You said, "Yes." Everybody that I've had on this show I've asked the same question, and everybody before the season started said yes. So the GM also thought the same thing. Like, it's now because we see that it's not working seven or eight games in that we're like, you know what? This is a shitty GM job. But we all thought that he did a pretty good job in the offseason. I must have lied to you, bro,
0: because I've said Nick Claxton and Ben Simmons starting together wasn't going to work off oh, no, the I'm, offseason.
1: Uh, but I've been saying that since April. Since April, I've been saying Yeah, that's not championship. But, I feel like if you
0: construct if you build around see, roster to me is like the core group of guys. I feel like you could you go in a championship with Kyrie, Katie, Ben, Nick, Joe, Seth, and you know, those good core group of guys. But I do still think there are holes that I was hoping were addressed in the offseason, whether that be late in off in the offseason or right about now. There was always holes that was going to make it very hard to win games, and that's Nick and Ben
1: sharing time on the court together, is one of them. Well, I think they need to stagger their minutes, that's for sure. And I, I the last game that Ben Simmons played, they did that, they staggered they them, right? They did, they, right? So, I'm glad that they did that finally. But I, I think that Sean Marks did as I understand he didn't address the stretch five, I get that, yeah, but. I think most people saw the roster and thought that it was improved.
0: It's we definitely that, improved. I still think it's improved. it's
1: improved. And I think most people thought that they, they were a championship contender. Now that I know you were lying to me, that's a different story. <laughs> but, but up until now, I heard every Net fan say that this is a championship roster. Now, the way that you play them, right, playing mm-hmm. Ben and Nick at the same time, I've been against this since last season. Even though Ben never played, I was like, whenever he does play, they can't be on the court at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. So I understand that that is an issue. And I think that it needs to be addressed. But I think that Sean Marks has done a pretty good job. That's just me. So if he goes, oh, no, I'll, be, I'll be, I'll be sad. Especially if we go with the full rebuild, because I think he's a good person to rebuild this team with, because he's done it once already. He took this twelve-win team and he built the culture. Nets back in eighteen. Yeah, he also
0: traded um, an All-Star center for aging Wash James Harden. So there's things that he did wrong that you could do everything right in the world, even at your job. We won a championship, though. I get it, but we didn't. And Uh, uh, and that's been two years. It is almost winning worth two years of this nothing but dysfunction and starting the season with. Claxton and Ben Simmons with no stretch five. If you're not going to have a stretch five, at least have four six eight dudes, at least so you can run a small ball lineup without having Patty Mills and Edmund Summer out there. I want a six
1: seven shooting guard, six eight shooting guard. Then, but yeah, you know what's, we what's worrying it. me? What's worrying me is how much I'm seeing Sumner and uh, David Duke out there. I, I didn't right. think they were so gonna be playing much. so much. Yeah. <laughs> no, Cam that Thomas. is worrying me, yeah. Man. Yeah, that, that yeah, is so
0: worrying a I, bit. I feel like you start at the top, and you know it could do a bit domino effect of Sean Marks getting fired and Joe Saad selling the team. I feel like when the rebuild does happen, it's going to happen hard and quick, and it's going to be everybody's going to be gone. So I, I but I also think that Ime Doka is going to be pro Kyrie. I think he's going to be pro-KD. He's going to help help players more. I feel like KD getting the coach he wanted, I think this is clearly a KD pick, is going to um, help KD stay with the Nets, especially if we have a deep run and a fun run. I think he's, he's, he's at where he wants to be. Uh, I think if Kyrie gets paid and do uh, apologizing today is going to help him get to that point. If he can apologize and then hoop his ass off, that's definitely a possibility. I feel like, um, this is a situation where if we're winning and we have a classic season, we're going to be laughing about this shit next off season. Just saying, just saying.
1: Well, I mean, I've, I've, I've told this to a few people before I paint every season in my mind, like a DVD. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember back in the day when uh, somebody Raptors, won a championship, man. They, they they drop a DVD, a championship DVD, and it'd be, yeah. like, really dramatic, right? Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. I usually have to, like, imagine what this DVD would be. <laughs> this shit is laying out beautifully, <laughs> right? Like, from the from the start, you can imagine the dramatic music, the voiceovers. Like, yeah. we, we got quite the championship DVD going already if this turns around. But yeah. if it doesn't, and Ime Udoka comes, and we're still struggling, and we're about 500 right before February, and we're like, mm-hmm. you know what? This team, no chance they win a championship. Maybe they make win a round, maybe, but we don't have any confidence that they're going to win a championship. Do we blow it up before the deadline?
0: Yes. Oh, the deadline?
1: Damn. Yeah, the deadline. The, the deadline.
0: deadline is tough because that's probably right around the time when the Celtics turned it around. So you're kind Mid- of January. Yeah. Yeah. So like, imagine if they blew it up when it wasn't going well. And a, lo- a lot of people were saying around that time that maybe the Jays couldn't get it done. Like, Brown. so it's always nerve wracking to be like, is this the turning point? Is this the turning point? And it's always a question. But I think the answer is based on the package that people, people give us. Like if you throw in a Brandon Ingram, blow this shit up. If you're throwing a Scotty OG, and some picks, blow this shit up. So I, th- I think it depends on the package and also the record. If we're like 10 games below 500, that's a much different with what the Celtics were going through. I think yeah. that might be a clear sign. So, yeah, the um, context would have to be right.
1: But I think that's never off the table. I was happy with the ball movement in the preseason. Now with mm-hmm. Udoka coming in, we're going to see some beautiful hero iso ball from Kyrie and KD all the time. I don't know how I feel about that.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of, you know, conflicted because I called Doka overrated all last season. I think the Celtics <laughs> were super good. <laughs> I think their players are really good, and I got to see oh, it to believe I it. I really hope that you were wrong because we're counting on wrong, to turn though. shit around. I hope I'm 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 hoping system is magical. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what to expect. I do think um, Seth becoming healthy is still key. Ben figuring out what's happening with Ben's knee is still key. Like these are the things that happen have, have to happen first before Udoka's magical system turns us around because we need players available and we need good players available. I don't care our, our coach could be Jesus Christ himself having <laughs> DDJ and Sumner getting major minutes is not a championship roster.
1: No, it's it's not. And I remember we talked and you said you didn't think Patty might get too many minutes. Patty's playing Playing. He's playing i take it all back i take it all back bro he's he's playing and and him and Daron sharp together has been painful to watch with that pick and roll mm-hmm. defense it's been rough and kd yeah. he's been playing poor defensively also and let me yeah. tell you something I, I i didn't realize how often kd turns the ball over like i knew it was so bad, much but man it's i don't know if it's 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 gotten a lot worse now do you he's think old, that kind man. Of the, he's old <laughs> Do you think they James hardened the, the first couple of games to get Steve Nash out of here see that's a really good question because if you follow me on Twitter poppy solo tweets
0: I was, I've been hard on KD for his turnovers too and you know and in the team playing lackluster but could it all have been a ploy to, to get Steve Nash out that's always make me feel part of it because a, a, a lot of what defense and rebounding a lot of that is effort. And KD was clearly playing with a lower amount of effort than he has in the past. There were moments when he would turn it on, kind of like a FU, to be like, see, I'm still KD, but I really don't want to win this game because I don't want Coach Nash gone. But I think the test is, you know, how many games do we give Udoka to, to show us a renewed team before we just say the team just stunk this whole time? It, it wasn't a ruse. Like, we we, we got to give Udoka, I think we got to give him. His roster, I think Udoka's going to have a major input on what he needs to win. I feel like he's not going to come in here and say, I'm going to take this roster to the championship. He's going to need what he needs. So I think we give him his players, and then we give him a playoff series before we really say if Katie and them are mailing it in. But I do think it's a very big chance because if, Kate, if there's one thing Katie does not care about, it's the regular season. <laughs> it's the
1: regular season, man. But- but and you know what he was because I, I heard some people like oh yeah but Kyrie and Katie are putting up thirty points but to them that's easy, even easy. though last even though last night Kyrie I don't know where his head was last night last yeah. night was rough he ain't score his first basket till ten minutes left in the fourth quarter, rough. so so that that was rough to watch but you see effort on the defensive end. And KD doesn't yeah. look like he's pretty much fourth effort. Well, like, one's on a contract
0: year and
1: one's locked in already, so that might be a big yeah. difference. But if you want to win, you got to lock in, and I think that's what he was showing that he was dogging it when yeah. because his lack of defensive effort, lack of rebounding on the team, like it, it was rough. And usually, when a coach gets fired, like the team comes out with a renewed energy. Mm-hmm. I thought that last night was going to be a guaranteed W because they would come out with the renewed energy. And in that fourth quarter, again. Offensive rebounds, they can't get, they can't rebound. Uh, the, Zach Levine was just pulling up for three at whenever he wanted. It was, it's been a really frustrating start to the season for multiple reasons, and, yeah. and that's that's been the most frustrating part. Now yeah, I have one last. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I I was a
0: little um back and forth with that Bulls game because one, you should come out with renewed energy, and Katie definitely did in the beginning, and the rest of the team looked pretty solid too. B- besides Kyrie, I feel like if like Kyrie even had a. You know, career average game, we would have easily won that. But I feel like there's a lot of mixed emotions, and I don't think that the players hated Steve Nash as a person. And w- whenever something drastic like that happens, it's a lot on your emotions. And I wasn't going to ask a, the, the the Nets to just magically be good. I feel like important. Do you Jr. believe KD
1: when he said that he was surprised when he got fired? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Just make it sure. Make it sure that you weren't in, the- in Absolutely that. Absolutely not. But it's a weird all
0: dynamic, right. regardless.
1: No, it it is. It is. Um, Before we get out of here, I did want to ask you about Ben Simmons. He's missed the last two games with left knee soreness. Mm -hmm. Now, do you believe that this is left knee soreness or is this left brain soreness and he's just scared to play?
0: Um, Call me a fool, but I believe it really is left knee soreness. I believe his body uh, isn't used to the NBA season, and there's going to be aches and pains that he has to deal with. But I also think we don't got time for that shit. I want to win a championship. I don't got time for I'm his scared. body. Yeah, I don't got time for his body to get used to the league. It could take the whole <laughs> season. It could take the whole season. That's that's okay as an individual. That would be okay on a tanking team. But for me, I you know I believe in you, Ben Simmons. But you might have to be go be great somewhere else if this is going to continue to be an issue. And you know there are a lot of a lot of talks on, in the in the next Twitter streets that this may be the perfect time to trade him because tanking with I've, Ben Simmons could be easy.
1: It could I've be heard easy. some rumors. I've heard some rumors about his name being floated around by, by maybe Sean Marks or somebody else. So, Are you pro trading Ben? No. Oh, not yet. At least not yet. Yeah. Now, if this left knee soreness goes on mm-hmm. for a couple more weeks, then yes, go send them to Utah or Sacramento and let him. Let him get right over there where there's absolutely no media attention. Like, I thought that him ending up in Brooklyn would be a good thing because we really don't get too much attention like the Knicks and Philly and the Celtics. But I was wrong. We're getting just as All much attention as ever. <laughs> if, if anything, it's un- some of it undeserved, honestly. Not this Kyrie stuff. That one's deserved. <laughs> but last thing, if we blow it up, I think this leaves a negative stench on the Nets. Like you messed this up to the upteenth re- level. Like it, it's it's been a disaster. Mm-hmm. I say if we blow it up, we rebrand. Get wow. rid of the Netflix. Let's rebrand. Let's wow. go with the Swamp Dragons. You remember the Swamp Dragons? <laughs> I do. Remember the swamp dragons. Let's go. If we rebrand, we have to rebrand <laughs> if this falls apart. Let's Ugh. go with the Swamp Dragons. I'm all for it. Tell me your word
0: Bro wants to be a Swamp Dragon. Hey, I'm I'm with it, man. It's been too many years of me being optimistic. Fuck it. We might as well be the Swamp Dragons, baby.
1: Might as well. <laughs> I mean, look, the Nets have a stench that isn't going to be easy to shake after this. If if this goes poorly, everybody's going to remember this. And be like, the Nets, the Nets, the Nets. I was like, you know what? The Nets were nice. Let's move on. Let's rebrand and start from scratch, like literally. Logo yeah. and everything. I want to start from absolute scratch.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I was kind of saying that when the sense of like, you know, Sean Mark's being fired and Joe Tsai on the team, but you took it another step further. And I'm with it. I'm still with it. If we're gonna if we're going to blow it up, blow it all up. Um That's it. change the, the, the color team, of the man. seats.
1: No no, 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 don't leave New York. <laughs> Come don't to Austin. Leave Texas.
0: The Austin Nets, baby. Let's go. The Austin <laughs> Swamp Dragons, baby. I'm there you the biggest go. fan. Love. Oh,
1: man. Do you want to get anything else off your chest? Because I know you had a lot to say, so I want to show if you got everything out.
0: Yes. I I, I want everybody to know that um, I hope you're enjoying your, your 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 life while watching the NBA season. Especially if you're a Nets fan, it probably isn't the smartest idea to make this your life because if there's <laughs> drama with the team, there's going to be drama in your life, and you don't want to inherit that. Sometimes it's okay to turn the, turn your phone off Go for a walk, go do things with your family. But when it's game time, baby, we're all rooting for the Nets. And that's what I care about the most. So we got a game on Friday, I believe. Uh, I think Ima Udoka might be there already. I want to see a 20 point victory right off the bat. We're going to start this Udoka era strong.
1: Well, we play against the Wizards, so it's not unlikely <laughs> that we win. I mean, I
0: hey, think they look we good have they a beat chance. tonight. Uh, uh, Porzingis had 30 tonight and beat the Sixers. Yeah. so.
1: Porzingis with the beard looks kind of weird. He does. He's balling though, But I will tell you, I know that, again, being a sports fan is weird. But even if I'm against Kyrie right now, and if if the Nets were to come out before this apology and they would have said that they traded him, I honestly, as much as I love watching him on the the court, because it had rubbed me so wrong what he said on Mm -hmm. Saturday or lack of what he said, I would have been okay with it. At this point, it's become exhausting. And I kind of just want to worry about basketball. So if it would have gotten rid of that drama, I would have been okay with it. But I will say, whoever's weighing Brooklyn across the chest, doesn't matter what the name on the back says, I'm rooting for them when they're on the court. So Besides Deshaun know. Watson, right? Yeah. <laughs> if he would have ended up on the Jets, I would have unfortunately rooted for him while he was oh. playing. But I'm going to post a picture of, of what I'm seeing on the court. I'm going to post yeah. it tomorrow of you're what right. I'm seeing on the court. It's going to be a picture of everybody, and then you're just going to see the Brooklyn jersey where Kyrie's supposed to be. Because that's what I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for the jerseys, I don't care who's wearing. That's, that's I hear just you, me. man. I hear you. All right, well, thank you again for joining me solo. Are you what was the Twitter handle so they can catch you and your podcast? Poppy solo, yes, Let poppy solo tweets, know. poppy
0: solo tweets on Twitter. I tweet constantly a, a, a lot of play by play of a Nets lot, games. A lot. Some of my bets I do, you know, I'm a sports gambling degenerate. Um, also have the new rivals podcast with a 76er fan and a, a little Nets uh, fan homie who just joined it. We're called the New Rivals Podcast, the New Rivals Pod on TikTok, New Rivals Pod on Twitter. We drop. Uh, we try to do twice a week. My coach was on a vacation, so we do once a week this week. But we drop consistently, and we just go at it. We love having the perspective of multiple NBA fans because it's about all of us. It's not about just one group. Yes, I want to win it. But I also want fans of all teams to have a blast during this season because it brings the communities together. So thank y'all, thank you specifically for bringing me on this podcast. Even if we don't agree, that's what I love about things like this because we can hear oh, you to, to respect, perspectives, and we can you know teach it to our children, and we can raise the, the next generation of amazing Nets fans. So thank you so much, my man.
1: Appreciate you again, and we'll see. You. We'll have you back on soon. It's always yeah. fun talking with anyway, anyway, you. Yeah, hopefully right, we have a winning record by then, man. <laughs> how, what are we now? Two and five.
0: Two and five, baby. Got to win four two straight. And five.
1: As soon as we go three games over five hundred, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you up and be like, come back on three Stay three left. games over five hundred. Love it. All right, thank you guys for listening, to episode number seven. I'll catch you guys next week. Peace.